One Big Thought Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. We've been diving into discipleship over the last several podcast episodes. In fact, before we go any further, if you haven't gone back and listened to at least the first nine podcasts, I would highly recommend that you go listen to the first nine podcasts of this particular season because we are talking all about discipleship and those first nine lay the groundwork for discipleship. Then after those nine sessions, we have shifted gears into different demographics. But before we jump in with our special guest this morning, hey, if you're listening for the first time, thanks for listening. If not, uh, thanks for coming back. And as always, we would love for you to like and comment and share this podcast to help us get the word out. Because again, we believe in just sharing this about discipleship, that it's so key and so important in all that we're doing and all that's going on in the world around us, especially inside of Church World. And I'm real excited because today we've got our very own internal missions pastor, John Fry. Uh, John, how are you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. Love missions. (laughs) John Fry, the missions guy. That's it, that's it. I'm glad that you're here, man. And uh, hey, before, you know, you're newly married still, still considered newly married as of the time of this recording. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would say, what do you think, a year? A year sounds good. You think a year? That sounds good. I think if you're married less than a year, you're probably still considered newlyweds. H- hundreds newlyweds. of days. I'm hundreds of days in. So how, sure there's plenty more Yeah, to learn. so how many, how many months in are you as of, as of this recording? Uh, about three to four months. Three to four in months, there. okay. I should know that, I guess. Wow, hey. Hey, that's good. Well, congratulations. Very excited for you. And uh, also, you kind of became a pastor on staff with us. You've been on staff with us for a while, but this last year you've also became an official pastor on staff and not just a missions coordinator, but now you've actually stepped into the role of our missions pastor for our church, uh, which has been a neat handoff from the former missions pastor who's now out leading the city as a city pastor and kind of handing the mantle to you with missions. And so define what that role is, though, for us, for people that are listening, because you know every church is different. They have different uh, contexts for a missions pastor. So in our context, what does that actually look like for you in real everyday life as a missions pastor? Yeah, so as a missions pastor, one of my primary goals is to help broker those strategic missional opportunities in uh, the discipleship pathway here at Crossroads um, for every demographic. And so um, if you have questions about missions, if you have um, interest, if you have other people um, who are interested in your in your sphere, in your small groups, in your classes, in your family. Um, I'm really here to broker those opportunities. So mm-hmm. we partner with people in the community, community in the world, and um, and God's gifted you, given you passions. And so we kind of work to yeah. um, connect those two. Yeah, and you kind of said two big things there. With Crossroads, we partner with our city and local and then foreign. Again, not a new concept when it comes to missions for people. But uh, for us, we got the local side. We have missions partners that we work with throughout the year that are uh, doing some heavy lifting in some key areas that we're either providing finances for, people for, or just different resources for. But then we also take foreign missions trips to different parts of the world throughout the year in different demographics. So when it comes to discipleship, though, because this podcast in this particular season is really all about discipleship. How do we help people not only follow Jesus, his teaching, and his ways, but then how do we actually help them become multipliers of disciples, of other disciples? And so that's kind of the key that we're talking about. So in that context, 
Uh, why is discipleship important when it comes to missions? Because come on, isn't it just a bunch of bunch of teenagers going on a trip, right? <laughs> and yeah, that's that's typically the the most thought of aspect right, of right. it is right. just going out. But it's more than that, handing out tracks and that, <laughs> right? But. We've seen, um, we partner with intentionally, um, not just getting people scripture, but getting them engaged with it, not just getting people the gospel, but getting them engaged and obeying what Jesus is is teaching. Mm-hmm. And so, both from our team and our perspective, when we send people, it's not just going, but then it's coming back and building in um, continued obedience and learning and growth in that. But then also with our local partners on the ground there in the countries we work with, is working with them to continue making disciples that make disciples. And so we've just got back from uh, Europe and have seen that on the ground where pastors um, now have several other pastors that they're discipling and multiplying churches. And then we've also seen um, in Mexico um, our missionary um, discipling other pastors there Mm -hmm. and then them beginning to grow in their churches. Yeah. So you said something there, I think it deserves a little bit more conversation. So if I'm just the everyday church attender and I go on a mission trip, whether that's local or foreign, so let's just let's just say it's either one, how does that help me in my personal discipleship? That's the first part of the question. And then the second part is, how does that help somebody else in some other place? So the first part, how, how does it help me become a disciple if I just go on a trip? So my I typically refer to cultural agility, and so being able to disciple someone um, in any environment from any background without you know, metaphorically getting knocked off balance or anything like mm-hmm. that. So um, when you go into other cultures, whether it's here locally um, in different communities that we're involved in or overseas, um, it gives you a different perspective and it helps you to grow and learn and how to engage people and um, develop that cultural agility. So in the specific instances when you're in the U.S. or wherever you might be, you understand people differently. Mm. That's a good point because I think that's true everywhere, right? When you walk into somebody else's culture, whether that's right down the street here in our context in Raleigh or it's in Mexico, you know, you're learning things about their culture, which is making you and stretching you in your own journey and discipleship. So as you look at discipleship in general in the missions world, what, what does the future look like for discipleship? Like, well, let me ask it this way first. Where do you think is the shortfall in most places that you've seen when it comes to discipleship? Because you've got a different perspective than, you know, than our college pastor or youth or whoever, because you got, you're seeing the world, and, you, and you're on calls a lot with different people from around the world. So where are you seeing kind of the shortfall uh, or the area of improvement when it comes to discipleship? So I think discipleship and missions um, worldwide has historically been um, either from one area only to another and not um, kind of getting that uh, right. the dual uh, benefit um, there between the two parties. And so I think that's one thing that... Um, in recent years over the pandemic, we've seen improve uh, thanks to digital um, mm. access. And so we've been able to see cross-cultural mm-hmm. uh, discipleship rather than just kind of from the West to the rest. It's mm-hmm. now from everywhere mm. to everywhere. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, COVID, the C word that we shall speak no more of. Um, I didn't use that. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I used it. The global pandemic 
how it did actually in many ways improve certain things. Uh, what you just said is something that probably a lot of people don't think about that. Well, when the global pandemic was happening, there wasn't travel going on. Yeah, ministry still needed to happen and development still needed to happen. And so hopping on a Zoom call or some kind of video call uh, actually probably improved a lot of that kind of communication and, and understanding of each other. That's pretty awesome. So what does success look like for you? So when it comes to just discipleship in general, with either people going on missions trips or places we're going, how do you know if we're actually making disciples? So I know at Crossroads, um, a couple of our uniquenesses are multi-generational, uh, multicultural, and our community partnerships. And so, mm-hmm. um, but being multi-generational or multicultural, you can have multiples of those. But success, I think, really looks like engaging with that more. Mm. So not just having those, but also engaging cross-culturally. And different ages, you know, are basically different cultures, and different cultures way looking at that. are basically different <laughs> cultures. So each age kind of has their unique yeah. things they bend toward and different um, backgrounds. If you look at our congregation, and we've got dozens of countries represented, of course, people from all over the states, yeah. and each of those has a different um, different things that you have to consider when you're discipling from backgrounds and whatnot. So, yeah, um, what you just said there, uh, there's something I just saw the other day, uh, and I want to do some more research in it. But they were saying that the generations that are happening, like you got all the you know boomers, Gen X, uh, millennials, and then I think it's like Gen Y and Gen Gen Alpha. I think is the next two coming up. I think. But they said something interesting that the the current two new generations that are happening are not just new generations. They are considering them actually a new culture. That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, that's very fascinating. And uh, I want to dig into that a little more. I mean, I, I think it was from a reliable source, but don't quote me on that. But it would make sense, right? That, oh, yeah. That what you just said kind of cultures within generations and cultures within demographics that we could be looking at this current wave of young people coming up through is a whole completely culture than our culture right now, not just a different demographic. So very fascinating and multiple opportunities. So, hey, final question is, uh, what are you personally excited about when it comes to your role as, as missions pastor and discipleship? What excites you? I am excited to see things click for people. I use that term pretty yeah. often. And I just met with one of the guys I'm discipling yesterday for breakfast. And um, I had gone in to encourage him about a certain aspect. Um, and he ended up bringing that up, that God's been working on him. And so I was able to share that encouragement. Um, but to see God work in his in his heart and his mind to bring that, bring that up, um, to be able to click and then able to be able to encourage him on that. Um, That's my favorite Mm. thing is those personal (laughs) engagements, the personal growth. Yeah, that is amazing. I love that word, uh, seeing it click. And that's what we're hoping. We're hoping that these podcasts and everything we're doing here will help it click with Mm -hmm. people. So, hey, thanks for listening to this episode with John Fryer, Missions Pastor. I hope it helps you get a good context of just missions and discipleship. And we look forward to having you join us on our next episode of The One Big Thought. 